Hello, my dears. It's been nearly a month since you heard from me. Don't ask me why. Let's just throw the skill trip on the coronavirus. But I've missed you and you've missed me, I hope. So I decided to put out this one episode in May. You're listening to Spectacular Slovakia and I'm Peter Glopolac. We'll not discover new places in this episode. Instead, we'll discover new music. I spent days rubbing out the moon. This is Francisco Mejia from the United States. He lives in Slovakia and, among other things, has loved music since childhood. And years later, this March, he released his debut album titled Ghost, Sex, Empire. Join us then as Francisco and I talk about his love of music, why he decided to drop the album this year, and if it was hard to do it in Slovakia, because things are, I assume, always harder when you're a foreigner in a somewhat different world, aren't they? Let me start with something you've uh, you've written on your Bandcamp profile. Here comes a quote. I've had songs in my soul and mind since childhood in New York. I kept them inside for years, nurturing music as it gestated. So where does your passion for music come from? Is it New York, your parents, or...? Well, uh, since ever since I was a child, I was interested in music. For example, my mother told me that when I was, uh, like, say, three, four years old, I came up with a song. And uh, I used to I used to sing and I used to pretend I was a musical performer. Uh, I was always heavily heavily interested in music since as far as I can remember. Along with literature, I was always interested in both music and literature. Did New York have any impact on your music in general? I wouldn't say so, but um, I grew up in the in the eighties, and uh, I remember a lot of music from that era like uh, Prince and Madonna and Michael Jackson and all that stuff that was really big in that era. And I lived also in a, in a part of Upper West Side Manhattan called Inwood, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of Dominicans there. So I was I was hearing a lot of Latin music, a lot of merengue and so on, and my, and my father was playing that music. So a lot of the compositional aspects of my music, I also picked up from Latin music. For example, tempo changes and and the like, doing many things in one song and things like this. Speaking of your album, um, do you play like a lot of instruments? And because you also you obviously sing, so did you take also did you take up also some singing lessons, or is it something that came out naturally in your case? <laughs> well, you gotta take singing lessons. You know, <laughs> people thought I had a nice voice, but I was not trained. And uh, actually started taking singing lessons well over a year ago because I I finally wanted to do music because I had music in my head all my life. So I was like, I want to do it finally. And I actually got myself a singing teacher. Uh, I got myself a guitar teacher. But on the album, uh, I have I have my band, actually. On the album, I play very little and I play Spanish guitar, mm-hmm. uh, which is the instrument on which I write all my songs. But you started to like write lyrics at first, right? Well, I was I was always writing. I had been writing songs since, like, with lyrics and everything since I would say I was eleven, twelve years old. So you had already lyrics, and at this point, you decided to basically and chords. I had chords and lyrics. I write the chords first, and then I add lyrics. The music oh. come first, and then the words. 
but you've not, but you've never sang them like in public because you didn't because you didn't know how to do it, and just like a year ago it all started. Yes, I have I... never done that before, and I still haven't because of this coronavirus situation. <laughs> so the album came first. I did everything backwards. <laughs> Um, and obviously today it's really like easy to record and produce music regardless of your location but like well, but my album was recorded in a professional studio uh, in Slovakia yes in Bratislava so when did you arrive to Slovakia actually many years ago in the year <laughs> 2002 oh that's that's a long time ago so you came in 2002 and then the music you started to work on that Like a year ago, two years ago, right? Yeah, around two years ago. Uh, the thing is, is that uh, my aspiration was to be a, a fiction writer. So I had spent years writing fiction, uh, along with poetry and movie scripts. And uh, I had a problem uh, with prose because uh, it was always full of metaphors or very poetic. I, I I'm not able to write like real straight prose and so I, it was uh, an act of creative frustration because I had I had wanted to be a musician first but I didn't have the opportunity when I was a child and and I had spent over 20 years trying to be a fiction writer and, and it wasn't working out and I was older and I'm like this is I can't waste any more time on this and so I was like I might as well do music which was my first dream anyway so that's how it came about And, and and my lyrics are full of metaphors and things like this if you've heard them so so this this is uh this is the right path for me so I, well, i basically spent 20 years in the wrong sport <laughs> but, but you, went, like, you eventually found yourself so that's that's important um yeah before i died you know before i went <laughs> to my grave and so because you, you said that uh creating the album it, it was expensive but was it Apart from money, uh, was it hard to work on your own music in Slovakia? No, it was quite easy, actually. Uh, I had my songs written, I found my partners, my musical partners, and they are very good musicians here in, in Bratislava. I, I worked with some of the best musicians in the whole country, actually. And, and so that was, that was very easy. There's a lot of really talented musicians in Slovakia, and, and they helped me to bring my musical vision to life. And how did you how did you how did you find them? Because you've got a profile on Bandcamp. So was this your channel? How to connect with musicians in Slovakia, or did you start going to pubs and actively seeking them? No, it was uh, how it started. Was that with my guitar teacher, and he knew I was preparing to make an album, and he recommended to me a singing teacher who was also a very good musician. And, and then one person led to another until I was in the network. And then local musicians heard my demos and they found out about me because it's a small, it's a microcosm. So they knew that some American was funding his own album, you know, <laughs> with his own money without any support. And they liked my songwriting and they've heard my album. So, so now musicians here know who I am and they're eager to work on my second album. So I, I, I pretty much assembled the same crew all over again. So. There's gonna be a second album already. Yep, work, yep well, I, songs are already written, I got the concept, everything. I hope to head into the studio early next year 
maybe January. I'm gonna start making demos next month. Oh. Anyway, what 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 advice would you give to foreigners who who live in a foreign country and they are trying to put out their own music? Actually, I have advice for uh, let's say people who come from richer countries. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, for example, I'm American and uh, my album, which you have heard, I assume, it, it has really high production value. And I was able to pay for that here in Slovakia. Whereas if I had made the same album in New York, it maybe would have cost me a half a million dollars. So I think for independent musicians uh, from richer countries where studios are more expensive and musicians are more expensive, I think it's worthwhile to fulfill their vision to consider coming to, let's say, cheaper countries and making their albums here. I mean, even Hollywood does it. I mean, they come here and, <laughs> and they shoot movies here in Hungary or wherever. So, so musicians can do the same. Okay, so let's talk about your own music. Uh, how would you define it? Because to me, like, it sounds like a mixture of rock, jazz. Sometimes you're diving even, I think, into classical music. Yes. So what what is your definition? Uh, several people have asked me that, and at this point, my definition is it's Mejia. You know, I'm the genre. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I I just call it, it's just Mejia music. You know, and 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 the next album is going to be completely different, and the next album after that is going to be completely different. So so I consider myself like a filter for all these things. There are ten songs on your album, and and like all those songs are quite long to me. But you told me that it. According to you, it's not the case. Like, well, but there's songs there that are over two minutes. There's songs that are over three minutes. But it, it it depends what what you're comparing me to. Because uh, my songs are long. For example, if you compare them to the standards of mainstream modern pop music, mm -hmm. because those songs are two minutes. Some are not even like this song, this cowboy song, this cowboy rap song. <laughs> what was it called? Lil Nas X. You know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That, that song is less than two minutes. But if you go beyond mainstream pop music, it's normal. Songs are three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. You know, it's average. Because because the songs now, uh, the mainstream pop music is designed for listeners with very short attention spans. And I'm not making my music for people with short attention spans. That's not my target audience. Do you think your music would be playable on the radio station? Um Because they play music, music around like three minutes. If a song has three minutes, that's all right. If it's longer, then they are making it shorter or they're not playing it at all. I have a song, first song on the album, Saturday is less than yeah. three minutes long, and that could be played on the radio. But but otherwise, they're like four what, minutes, five minutes uh, yeah, long. Yeah, it depends on what. It depends if it's maybe satellite radio, definitely like mm -hmm. some alternative station. Actually, uh, radio stations in Slovakia don't want to play my music. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, yeah. like, have you ever t uh, got in touch with them? Yeah, I tried. I tried, but but they said it's uh, it's not suitable for their format. Mm -hmm. But I don't mind because I don't like the music that they're playing on there anyway. So. <laughs> for me, it's a compliment, you know. Like, like I, I mean, uh, you know, I can't feel bad about it because I have my own standards. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so all of the songs were written in Slovakia, right? Almost half of them were written in Czech Republic. Because I was living in Brno for seven months and four of the songs were written there. Okay, that's quite an international album then. Years ago. Well, it's next door. So. <laughs>
And do you have any favorite track uh, out of all those ten songs? Well, my my favorite track is the song "Running Away" because I'm really into composition, structure, and form. I really like the sax on "Running Away." You mean the instrumental breakdown there? Yeah. That was、uh, two jazz musicians. They were improvising. We told them how it was supposed to sound, and, and they improvised because my album also has jazz musicians on. Yeah,、so、I really was, loved it. Like that, that hit、that. me. It was really good.、Yeah. And so your album is called "Ghost Sex Empire."、Yes. Why did you go for this title? Because "Ghost Sex Empire" for me. Is a metaphor for absolute and complete desolation and solitude. Ghost sex for me, it's my own metaphor that I invented for for lonely people who are in bed at night and they're imagining that they have a lover. So they're I call it having ghost sex. And the empire it signifies the extent of the loneliness. Okay. All right. So, that's... so that's where the title comes from, and it's based on my years in New York when I was really lonely. Because the album is autobiographical, and and it addresses that loneliness that I suffered through when I was living in New York City in my late teens and early twenties. So that's the whole concept of the album. It's like a story, and then like the last song, which is the、uh, eponymous track. Yeah.、Uh, it's like a catharsis. That's why it ends with that big orchestration, and that's why it is also so long—nearly nine minutes. Well, it's <laughs> nearly nine minutes because it's a—it's a medley. I know. Like, I think four different songs. Like, yes, yes, it's, it's stitched together because I wanted to end the album with a huge climax,、mm-hmm. a huge and dramatic climax, because often albums end with a whimper or with a with. Like they just die out or they fade out, and I hate it when albums end like that. Like for me, an album ending should be proper. It should be big. It should be flamboyant, exuberant. It should be explosive, you know. So that like 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 the end of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, you know. So that's why it ends like that because it's the the climax to the whole thing, and, and the album is divided into three acts, and this is the the medley is the third and final act. So that's the trajectory of, of the album structure. Well, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. Like when I heard the album for the first time, I just listened to like one or two songs, and I was like, okay, this is not my cup of tea, because I listened to to songs where I heard you roaring and screaming, and I was like, okay, this is gonna put me off for sure. But then I give it another try. And I listened the whole album, and then I must say, it's as a whole, it's it's a really good album. Some of the tracks are really really nice. I'm not an expert, so I I don't know if my opinion counts, but <laughs> but but yeah. So like sometimes the first listen, it doesn't have to be perfect.、Uh, in terms of singing, since you've heard the whole album, 
I, I do a, a huge range of singing. Yeah. Like, the, the range is really wide. And also this album is designed to, it's complex, so it's designed to be listened to more times. Like it's not, like I, for example, the first song, I think Saturday, it can catch the attention of the listener yeah. the, first, the first time. But I designed the album that you can go back and listen again and again and again for many years. That's that was my intention. I wanted to create something that you could listen to your whole lifetime. So every time you go back, you hear something new, which I think is something that's missing from modern pop music. I think modern pop music is very superficial and one-dimensional, and I think that has affected the listening habits of the modern listener. They want instant gratification, mm-hmm. and I think it has made the modern listener very lazy, you know, and you know, also spoiled the, the musical intellect of the modern listener. So I really wanted to make an old-school album where you where you can go back and, and and you listen to it again and again and again and you always find something new. And tell me what I really love is the female vocals on the track Edge uh, of Ecstasy and then I think on Haunted. Women. A local singer that her name is Dominika Dragilova, if I'm pronouncing her name correctly. She's a very good singer. Uh, I met her through my singing teacher, and she does uh, all the female vocals on the album, except for the gospel choir that mm-hmm. you hear at the end. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was a real gospel choir that we invited to the studio. That was <laughs> that also was, lovely. Was party. Yeah. So, so she, she's, she, the, so besides that, the female voice that you hear on the album is Dominica, and she's a really good R&B singer. And so tell me what feedback have you received so far? I received a lot of praise from uh, musicians, non-musicians, friends, family, strangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was one guy who liked only three songs, but he doesn't like the type of music that I listen to anyway. You know, so he, he likes modern pop music, so... But still, it's a success but, then. <laughs> but, for me, but for me, I think that the thing about the album that there's such a, a variety of songs on it, I think anyone can like something on yeah. it. Maybe you don't like the whole maybe you don't like it as a whole, but for sure there's gotta be two or three songs that speak to you. You know, it's like a buffet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got a, it's a sonic buffet. <laughs> like a Chinese restaurant. You know, you go there, you pick what you want. But 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 the album is meant to be listened to as a whole. It's a it's not a just a random collection of songs. It's a it's a story in in sound, and each song is a chapter, let's say, yeah. in that story. So so it's very much a coherent, uh, let's say, tapestry. And can you can you tell me something about the second album? The second album is going to be called uh, Candy Shop Cathedral. Ooh, That's okay. The, uh, the songs are going to be really sweet, really sugary. It's gonna be chocolate. It's gonna be like, it's gonna be like that. You know, it's gonna be like the the listener is gonna get diabetes after they <laughs> listen to this one. Well, so I'm it's al- gonna be a real sweet sugary album. It's gonna be candy in your ear. 
I really love sweets and candies and sugary things, so I'm I'm looking forward to hearing it once it's out and done. Um, well, I'm sure that this album is gonna find its audience, and I wish you all the best with this album, but also uh, with the second album you're working on. And thanks for talking to me. I appreciate it. We're at the end, lovely people. Go check out Franceski's album, Ghost, Sex and Part. As usual, Spectacular Slovakia podcasts are on all sorts of streaming platforms and on spectator.sk. We didn't go on a proper travel trip in this episode, but you can plan your trip thanks to Spectacular Slovakia travel guides. Go to spectacularslovakia.sk where you can find all different kinds of these travel guides. And if you set out on a trip, do not forget about social distancing and washing your hands. Thanks for listening and I'll be back in June with a new quiz cast. See you then. Bye.